came with a message of encouragement, a message that will embolden us to go through this tough time. I know many are dejected and many are discouraged. I know many are in great expectation and anxiety. But be rest assured that God is in control. Today, I saw a post of the Italian prime minister and I took notice of it. And it just speaks volumes that it is God that will give us the victory over this demon. And the Italian prime, Giuseppe Conti, this is what he said. We have lost control. We have killed the epidemic physically and mentally. Can't understand what more we can do. All solutions are exhausted on ground. Our only hope remains up in the sky. God, rescue your people. And I will also say that it will only take God to take us out of this mess. And God is certainly winning the battle on our side. In fact, the Bible says victory belongs to the Lord. And if we are of him, that means he has given us the victory. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, celebrate God wherever you are. I want you to close your eyes wherever you are and lift up your right hand and begin to speak the language of the Holy Spirit. Libo Sandalakaba. Prepare your heart by speaking in tongues. Stir up your most holy faith. Lindu Lukubala Zimalakataya. Mandini Kandini Kalondo Hosa. Antala Kabalandala Babahai. Bondolo Kolono Kololo Sandala. Lebre Kele Kele Niantons in Imbologolo Sandele Kele Mahaya. Impala Nanana Mahaya. Londolo Kodababa Shakadaba. Endele Katakayanala Baba. I want us to sing the song. Holy are you, Lord? All creation, are you, God? Worthy is your name.
thank you for your word that is coming. We thank you for your presence. Even in this auditorium without your people. We thank you for your presence in their rooms and in their cars and in their homes. As they've gathered together to watch and to be in church at home. I pray that the power and the blessing in your word will locate them. I pray for clarity in speech. I pray that your spirit will be upon me. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Wherever you are, clap for Jesus. And if you are standing wherever you are, please take your seat. I'm preaching and teaching on the subject, the blessing of adversity. The blessing of adversity. The blessing of adversity. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Wherever you are, you can clap to that subject. The blessing of adversity. The blessing of adversity. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patient. But let patient have her perfect way that ye may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. Give me the amplified version. Verse 2 to 4. Consider it woefully joyful. Hallelujah. Ah. My brethren, whenever you are enveloped, Kaladi Akosha Antahayas, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Verse 3. Be assured. Tell somebody by you, be assured. Say, be assured. And understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness 
and patience. Verse 4. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience. Ghana, whoever is listening to me, as you are watching me, dearly beloved, three things you need in this season. Endurance in your faith. Steadfastness in your faith. And patience. Patience. Have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. So how can an affliction, how can a trial be a development strategy for God to prepare his people for perfection? Every trial and temptation is a development strategy by God to deliver or to develop his people into a place of perfection. Say the blessing of adversity. Say the blessing of adversity. James says that count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, trials. I like it in the Amplified. He said when you are enveloped the whole world is enveloped in a trial. The prime minister said, we have done all that we can do on ground. We have exhausted all strategies. We now look up to the skies. God have mercy on your people. So pastor, how can an adversity be a blessing? Apostle Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 6. He said, and not only so, watch it, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work at patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. If Christ could intervene and bring salvation to the world, Christ is going to intervene in this situation in the world. I thought you say amen wherever you are. These men, James and Paul, understood that by virtue of the workings and the dealings and what Jesus has done for us, through redemption and salvation, affliction, trials, and tribulations that comes to the lives of God's people must be taken in another dimension. The sure foundation of salvation gives a new dimension to tribulations and trials in the lives of the believer. Because this foundation can never be removed, 
can never be destroyed by any other force. So based on this firm foundation, every wave of affliction must be looked at through the spectacles of the finished work of Christ. Follow. There are many afflictions that will come your way as a believer. And we now have one common affliction all through the nations. Coronavirus. A deadly virus but cannot overcome the blood of Jesus. Afflictions, adversities are means by which God accomplishes his assignment in our lives. Anytime you see trouble, you must see the handwriting of God in that. You must perceive the intention of God by permitting an affliction. Every trial is a school of life. Every tribulation is a school of life. Every affliction carries a lesson for our next level. This affliction will not overtake us. This affliction will not overcome us. We will only learn wisdom from this affliction. I remember about five years ago, Bill Gates was speaking in a conference and he made a statement. He said, I'm not quoting because I don't know the verbatim quote, but he, he, he predicted a time like this, that every nation is investing into nuclear power and IT and all that, but little was invested into microbes, into viruses. And if anything will destroy the world, will cause a strong pandemic in the nation or in the world, it will be a viral infection. He was a prophet in that show. It was a prediction that should have awoken the nations. In every affliction, there is something we must speak from it. And I'm here to declare to you, watching me, don't be afraid. The Lord will preserve you and your family. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 to 30. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 to 30 says, And we know that all things work together for our good. To them that love God. Anything that comes in the way of them that love God will only work for their good. There is a processing system in the men who love God that processes afflictions and turns it into a good news. I declare upon the nation, I declare upon your life, this affliction will be processed by the grace of God and we shall receive a good news in the name of Jesus. To them who are called according to his divine purpose, verse 29, he said, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30. He said, moreover, 
When he did predestinate, them he also called. He said, and whom he called, he also did what? Justified. And those that he justified, he glorified. Glory cannot be swallowed by an epidemic. Your life is a glorified life. And therefore, no epidemic, no epidemic, no epidemic, no pandemic, no virus, no disease, no affliction, no calamity, no adversity can overtake a glorified life. I declare upon your life, by virtue of the glory of God over your life, you will triumph over every adversity in the name of Jesus. On the basis of purpose, all afflictions are for the benefit of the children of God. On the basis of the purpose. When you go to the gym for the first time and you see the machines and the metals you are supposed to raise, immediately you begin to raise them. The next few days, it will be war in your body. Pain everywhere. Pain. Some can even not work. I tried it one time. Charlie, it is as if you cannot laugh. You cannot talk. Your stomach will be aching. Your legs. But you see, for the purpose of what you are desiring, it was a good news. It was a good purpose. It was for a good purpose. It was for a good purpose. Any adversity you are going through now, I want you to know that it is for a good purpose. I said it is for a good purpose to reveal the glory of the Lord. An adversity can take your attention. In fact, it's not can. Adversity will take your attention. Adversity will take your attention. Nobody can say that he's not reading about COVID-19. Nobody can say that he's not reading about COVID-19 or researching about COVID-19. Even our children are aware. Adversity can take your attention. When adversity comes, we are faced with problems that look bigger than us. Are you here with me? Yeah. Adversity is a situation that presents itself and when you look at it from your anger, it is bigger. The problem is bigger than the solution you can afford. That is an affliction. That is an adversity, and that is a trial. If it was not bigger than your capacity, you would not call it an affliction. If you are walking, you are driving at your tie best, and you have in your wallet 2,000 Ghana CD, do you call it an affliction or, adver- or an adversity? No. But if you don't have anything in your pocket, 
You are unemployed. You are believing God for daily bread. And then they tell you you are diagnosed with some wild sickness. We call it what? An affliction. Because what you will eat, you don't even have. The average Ghanaian is in fear. The average Ghanaian is in dismay. I can just feel the habit of the Italians. Adversity looks strong. But I'm going to show you that though it looks strong, it is not stronger than you. I thought you would say amen wherever you are. God gets our attention through affliction. There are some people who never called on God from January to now, but today they are praying. Who are you? You pray. No matter who you are, this period, you will know your God. Husbands who used to roam in the night, Today, they are seated in the house cooler. <laughs> they, 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 they don't even want to go to work. Side chicks have lost their jobs. Because everybody is believing God. In the face of adversity, you literally forget about your ambitions. <laughs> All of a sudden, we don't hear MPP and DC on radio again. No, no politics. <laughs> this, this, we don't hear all of them again. No. It's gone. Nobody has time for elections. <laughs> We are not talking about tomorrow. We are talking about today. Why? Because adversity has the power to take your attention. And in that adversity, God gets our attention. So though the affliction is not nice, there is a blessing in the affliction. Follow the teaching. We have to stop we have to evaluate our situation in the midst of ad- an adversity. There is a time in your life, some of us cannot be stopped. Only affliction can stop you. Apostle Paul was afflicting the church, persecuting the church, worrying the church. But you see, the only way God could get his attention was to strike him with an adversity, blindness. God is calling the attention of mankind to him. God wants us to see how helpless, how weak, how hopeless we are. No matter our capacity, we must depend on him. The scientists of the world, the big gurus of the world, the nations, the superpowers. How come this virus began in China? 
What can China produce? Even if you give them human specifications, they'll produce for you. But when this virus began there, no answer. Yesterday, there were new cases in Hawaii. It takes God to take a man from an affliction. And I see your God taking you out of this affliction. As you are watching me, I see God taking you out of this affliction. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Afflictions points to our weakness and our incapacities. Incapabilities. As humans. If we were that powerful. When you look at the statistics with the U.S., more people are dying than people recovering. No power on earth is sufficient to sustain a man. Christ's invitation to those who are weary in weary in trouble it's relevant in our time now. When we are in trouble, Christ gives us an invitation. Human beings don't do that. When you are in trouble, they don't want to associate with you because there's nothing milky to milk you. But Christ says that when you are in trouble, come unto me. Come. And in this period, I can literally hear the voice of Christ that he said, my people come to me and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto thy soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is less. Affliction is the classroom in which we can learn more of God, more of Christ. Affliction is the moment we get closer to God. Affliction is the moment we improve our relationship with our God. Affliction is the moment you find the strength you have been looking for in God. You can take advantage of this situation and get to know your God more. Oh, they talk about social distancing. They say we should stop. It means you can't shake people. You can't hug anyone. Before COVID, you could do that. In COVID, you cannot do that. After COVID-19, you can do that. But there is something you can continue to do now. Having fellowship with God. There is no law that bans that. It tells you that these are eternal principles and practices you must engage in before COVID-19, during COVID-19, and after COVID. Now, look at it. Everyone is afraid because of COVID-19. Look at how people are shaking because of COVID-19. 
The strength of man is limited. We cannot do much. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If we could do much, if we could do much, we would not be where we are. Talk to me, somebody. In adversity, we get closer to God. We don't run away from God. We don't blame God. We don't insult God. You remember Jesus on the cross. Two thieves. One was blaming and one was praising. One was blaming and one was making inquiries. One was blaming and one was relating. In affliction, we must relate to our God and not complain to our God. In affliction, we must relate to God and not blame God. I'm praying for you listening to me right now that in this period, you will be begin to develop a new dimension of relationship with your God in the name of Jesus. Adversity motivates us to cry unto the Lord. We cry unto the Lord. In adversity, we lift our voice in prayer. You are likely to pray in an adversity than in comfort. Hello? You are likely to pray. In an adversity, I've never heard a nation declare a day of prayer before. But in the midst of affliction and adversity, there is something in man that knows that his strength is in God. Yeah. We forget everything. You don't even, you don't even remember your land document. You don't remember your cars. This is where we will know that our strength is not in the abundance of things we possess. In affliction, we lift our voices and cry to the Lord. We don't blame God. Psalm 34 verse 17. Quickly. He said, the righteous cry and the Lord hear it. I am praying for you. I prophesy to our lives. I prophesy to the atmosphere. I prophesy to the nation. I prophesy to Italy. We are crying unto the Lord and the Lord will hear us. He has done it before. He has done it before. He will do it again. A plague is not mightier than our God. He has done it before. He will do it again. He has done it before. He will do it again. He has done it before. He will do it again. We shall triumph in the name of Jesus. Yeah, he has done it before. The Bible said we will cry. And the Lord will hear and deliver them out of all their trouble. Give me the GNT version. He said we will cry. He will hear. He will deliver us from all our troubles. The Bible said the righteous call to the Lord and he listens. He rescues them from their trouble. I see God deliver and rescue Ghana from the calamity of coronavirus in the name of Jesus. Trials 
are unavoidable. You cannot avoid trials. They are customized. I know some are saying the government should have closed the borders early. Trials are unavoidable. It was programmed before time that a day will come like this. If it was avoidable, U.S. superpower will not be overridden. Italy, China, London, that you are praying, you are fasting to go. Every topic you pray. Whenever a prophet calls you, say, take your this thing to them, and the Lord has opened, you won't go. You, you, you go. go. If they had the answer, trials are unavoidable. They must come. If your life is good, if all is going well with you, and all is going as you have planned, don't worry. It is just a matter of time. You will face your trial. Trials comes to everyone. The problem is not the trial. The problem is the response to the trial. Are you following me, somebody? For man is born for trouble. That's what Job said. Job chapters 5 verse 7. Man is born for trouble. Hello, wherever you are. Man is born for trouble, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Man is born for trouble. Trouble is accustomed to man. Every man has a kind of trouble. And this is one of the trouble that has fallen us. We have never seen some before. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we are in our rooms. I've never seen some before since I was born. It looks awkward. It looks weird. It's a trial. How do we respond to it? Trials are unpredictable. They take us by surprise. They are, you cannot predict the trials you, have, you are going to face in five years' time. Follow me. I'll end you well in the word of God. Give the Lord a clap of him wherever you are. <laughs> Trials are unpredictable. Yeah. It wasn't part of your New Year resolution that if I face the situation of COVID-19, this is what I am going to do. No, you did not. Are you following me? James chapter 1 verse 2 talks about various diverse temptations. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse. So he didn't define them. You don't know what type of affliction. There are times a young couple will face an affliction of not having a child for 10 years. 
a young brother very well. Two months ago, third month, is diagnosed with a sickness. You'll be in a class with someone. You all write the exams. Everybody passes, you fail. You are even speaking tongues. Shakalabo, shakalabo, but you fail. It's a trial. I said what? It is a trial. Trials are painful. Give me your organ. Trials are painful. There is no trial that will put a smile on your face. By nature, they are painful. So God is not saying that he enjoys us being afflicted. No. He said any time per chance, you come into contact with an adversity, count it all joy. Because though it's an adversity, it's coming with a blessing. There is no trial that is not painful. When you see it coming, rejoice. Because there is something you have that will not allow the affliction or adversity to overtake you. Can I speak into your life, whoever is watching, that this thing will not overtake you. Apart from this thing, any other problem you are facing, it will not overtake you. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to look at a very interesting story. I'm, I'm, I've entered into the context of the message. A very interesting story in the Bible that will bring much more illumination to what I'm talking about. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 18. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 18. And I read. Okay, let me paraphrase, then we move to a verse. Now, the king of Syria sits with his generals. They plan and plot a strategy against the people of Israel. They will sit down. You say, we are going to camp in this area. We are going to camp in that area. We are going to take a strategy from that angle. And then before he realizes, the king of Israel is aware of the strategy. Ah, today they are starting their fight from Choco to counter the people from Jamestown. Before they get to Choco, the Israelites have come there and they are waiting for them. So he gathered his people and he started to ask them, who amongst you is my enemy? When we sit here and we take counsel, you go and tell the king of Israel. Which of you? Then one person said, no, nobody is here is your enemy. There is a prophet in Israel. His name is Elisha. When you take counsel with us, the Lord speaks to him in his bedroom. And he tells the king of Israel, he said, go and arrest him. Go and arrest him. Get the man. Go for him. So start from verse 13. Give the Lord a clap offering wherever you are. He said, and he said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Verse 14. Therefore sent he hither horses and chariots and great and a great host. And they came by night and come past the city about. They came by night 
I told you, afflictions are unexpected. Unpredictable. It just pops up. It just pops up. And when it pops up, you must be ready to react to it. Verse 15. He said, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Hallelujah. Alas, my master, how shall we do? So, the servant went, put me in verse 15, please. He said, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city with, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, alas, my master, how shall we do? In every adversity, that question pops up. How shall we do? What shall we do? So the servant of Elijah went out, saw the people. He was not expecting them. He goes out, he meets them. You'll be afraid. You'll be scared. You'll be amazed. You'll be surprised. That is the nature of adversity. He, he met something that he was not expecting. But you see, Elisha and the servant, they were in different dimensions. They were in different states. They were two different people. Two different people in reacting to the situation. Follow the reading of this. I want you to read it wherever you are. Take your Bible and read from 2 Kings chapter 6. Verse 15. I want us to read it together. One to go. So, in this case, the servant didn't know what to do. He was surprised, he was confused. He was dejected. Now he goes to Elijah, Elisha, and he speaks to Elijah. What shall we do? Verse 16. And he answered, Fear not. Fear not. The first response to adversity is that you will not fear. <laughs> you must not fear. In the adversity, that is the first response of Elisha to the servant. Fear not. There was no grammar. There was no long talk. Fear not. Elisha did not ask of their number. Hey, how many are they? Have you checked their number? Who sent them? All the servants said, some people have surrounded us. With their chariot, whatever, Elisha said, fear not, because it has been taken care of. When you go through adversity, you must know that God has taken care of that adversity. 
in this moment of trial, in this moment of difficulty, in this moment that we people are in great expectation and anticipation, you must not fear anything. Fear not. It can be coronavirus today. It could be another thing tomorrow. But fear not. Are you listening to me? For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. That means that Elisha, that okay, so Andy, that is the move of the spirit. Elisha did not count the people. Elisha did not know about the number of soldiers outside his home. But all that he knew was that they that be for us are more than they that are with them. Your enemies are not much for God. Our enemies are not much for God. Affliction is not much for God. Give Now listen. If God did not permit affliction, it will not come to us. So before God permitted, he knew. So Elijah told the man, don't be afraid. There is a reason why you must not be afraid. For those that are for us, they are more than those who are for them. Hallelujah. I came to encourage somebody wherever you are. That no matter the news you keep hearing, don't be afraid. You hear bad news, don't be afraid. The Bible says in Psalm 91, a thousand will fall by your side. Ten thousand on your right. That means that people will fall by you. Don't be afraid. As for the falling, people will fall. By you, don't be afraid. Are you here? You know, it is... It's very easy for, for you to be very confident when there's no affliction. It's very, very easy to be very confident when there is no affliction. Most of the time, people look very strong. People can be very strong when there are no challenges. So there are many believers who, who look strong, but they are not strong because they have not faced a challenge. Some people, when they face challenge, they lose their faith. Are you following me? There are people who look very, very strong, but when they go through later affliction, they give up. It's very easy for you to be strong when there's no affliction. But in the midst of affliction, you must also remain strong. Fear not! Because they that are for us are more than they that are with them. Verse 17. He said, and Elisha prayed. Is somebody praying? In the midst of affliction and adversity, we must be praying, not complaining. We must be praying because the prayer of the righteous availed much. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. The Bible said that for God has blessed us with all blessings in spiritual places. With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. One of the blessings is divine protection. And this man 
the servant of Elisha was not in that realm. So Elisha wanted him to have a feel to know what is made available for him. So he said, God, open his eyes. Open his eyes for him to see. There is a realm of provision for you and I. And that realm will speak for us in this season. I said that realm will speak for us in this season. I said that realm will speak for us in this season. I said that realm will speak for us in this season. In the name of Jesus, we enter into that realm by divine powers, by divine authority, and by divine inheritance. Somebody give the Lord a clap of rain in the house. And when the man's eyes opened, he saw. He saw. Look, God has made provision for today. Yeah. Church, Ghana, anyone listening to me, God has already made provision for today. And we will take it by faith. We can only take it by faith. We can only take it by faith. Now, look, go to the next one because of time. He said, and when they came down to him, Elisha prayed. Now, look at the reaction. When the servant saw them, he ran away to Elisha. Elisha, in this story, is standing and representing two people, God and man. Follow the teaching. God and man. So, in the olden days, the people ran to the prophet and the prophet ran to God. When, in the olden days, the people waited on the prophet. And the prophet waited on God. Purely. So, when the servant saw the situation, he ran to the prophet. But when the prophet saw the situation, he ran to God. This is the time we ran to God. He said, and when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto God. Elisha did not come to the servant. Elisha did not talk to another man. Elisha went to God because the solution is from God. The problem may be big, but God always has a solution tailored for every problem. So Elijah went to God. This moment, if we will go to God, God will release his delivering power over the nation and over our lives. And said, smite these people. So Elijah determined the outcome of the, of the adversity. In adversity, we see the exhibition of God's power. The servant saw and ran away and he was afraid. Our reaction to this virus must not be fear. We cannot win the battle in fear. It's not possible. You can't win a battle in fear. If the church is afraid, who wins the battle? You can never win a battle in fear. That is why when David faced Goliath, he was not afraid. We can't win the battle in fear, church. 
The servant saw, he ran away, he was afraid. Elisha saw, he began to pray. Smite them with blindness. He determined the outcome of the situation. Today we declare, coronavirus is dead on arrival. I said it is dead on arrival. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 13. I believe Elisha was operating from here. And I remember this was my message from for 31st December. It was a prophetic word. If you go back, go and listen to it. It was a prophetic word. If you go back after the live feed, go back to 31st December on this page and listen to that 31st night message. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. I remember in that sermon, I was talking about the need for us to pray very well this year. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. <laughs> For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not just a disease, it's a demon. It's not just a disease, it's an enemy. Wiping away generations in the country. If our fathers and mothers carry blessings for us, and this disease especially functions well in elderly people. Is it not an enemy? It's not just a, 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 a medical condition. It's an enemy. Look at the verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in death, evil day. Fear not. Fear not. For fear is not an enemy, an, an armor of God. Fear is not an armor of God. Faith is an armor of God. Fear is not an armor of God. Don't put on fear. The situation has the capacity to put fear in man. But you are of a new breed. If anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new, you are of a new breed. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Because scared, fear, dismay are not the armor of God. If we will be able to withstand in this evil day, we must not fear. Praise God. Don't rush to take all kinds of medicine. They say croquin. So you want to chew croquin? 
Go to Nigeria, they have started reporting of croaking poisoning. May the Lord give us a medical breakthrough. May the Lord give us a medical breakthrough. May the Lord give us a medical breakthrough. Ephesians chapter 4 verses. He said, one God and Father of all, who is above all. I declare to you, your God is above all pandemic. Your God is above all viruses. Your God is above all adversity. God is going to deliver you. God is going to deliver us. God is going to save us. God is going to give us a victory over coronavirus in the name of Jesus. All the precautions will help, but they are not the help. Hand sanitizer, alcohol-based hand sanitizer, face masks, social distancing, no shaking, no hugging. They can help. They will help, but they are not the help. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He that is from above is above all. I declare to you, you are above afflictions. You are above this virus. In the name of Jesus. He that is from above is above all things. We are not talking logical. We are talking faith. Because if you listen to what they are saying, they said the thing has become an airborne. But the Bible says, you shall take in any deadly thing. You shall inhale any deadly thing. You shall take in any deadly thing and you shall not be harmed. I'm praying for you. We stand on the word of God. Your life will be preserved. Ghana is delivered in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering wherever you are. chapter 4 verse 4 my last scripture we are having victory the Bible said ye are of God little children and you have overcome the world because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, move to the verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world and the world heareth them. Verses. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. I like the last part. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What is the spirit of truth? The spirit of truth is the spirit of faith. The spirit of error is the spirit of fear. It is an error to fear in this time. 
It is an error to look dismayed in this time. Hey, it's a bad day. Hey, I hate you. Hey, I dare. Hey, I dare. Hey, so. Hey, hmm. Hey, challenge me. Now we're there. Hey, challenge. Hey, it is not a language of the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the spirit of faith. We will use the hand sanitizers. We will drink the vitamin C's. We will wear the masks. But we know, except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain, them that build it. I came to encourage you that it is through this adversity that you will know a certain aspect of your God. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering wherever you are. And rise up on your feet. Let's enter into a short time of prayer. Wherever you are, clap for Jesus, wherever you are. Begin to pray the language of the Holy Ghost. Pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. In the in the la baba la gada baba baba ma kapala na la baba 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 shada baba yekada la baba yekada baba you cannot lie to me you cannot lie to me oh lion of Judah you cannot lie oh Come on, lift your voice. Let's sing. Wherever you are. Hallelujah. You cannot lie. You will not. You will not lie to us. You cannot lie to us. with the ungodly and I connected it 
to Malachi chapter 3, verse 11a. He said, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will rebuke. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. By two immutable things, it was impossible for God to lie. By two immutable things, immutability of two things, it's not possible for God to lie. It's not in the nature of God to lie. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. We sing that song prophetically again. Let's go. receive it. Everyone that seek it, find it. And everyone that knock it, the door is open. Lord, we ask for your mercy. We know we have gone ungodly. The nations of the world we sin with ease. We legislate laws against your will. We took you out of society. We encourage sin. We embrace sin. We wrote laws to enforce sin. We disregarded your presence. But God have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. We encourage homosexuals. 
laws to change human sexuality. We lived as though there was no God. But Lord, in your mercy, have mercy upon us. And if by chance this plague is as a result of our sins, you said in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and pray and seek their faith and seek your face and turn away from their sins you seated in heaven you will have mercy upon us you will forgive us our sins and you will come down and heal our land Lord we are praying come down and heal our land. Adano Shandala Kabayanda Kelelevo Shakatabahaya. We are asking. You said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 8. He that has a receiver, he that seeketh find he that knock at the door, the door is open unto him. We are asking. Forgive us. And show us your mercy. Show us your mercy. Show us your mercy. In your wrath, remember mercy. In your wrath, remember mercy. Your people cannot be consumed with the ungodly. Arise, O oh God, for the time to have mercy upon Zion is now. Oh Jesus. Lion of Judah. You cannot lie. Rebuke the devourer for our sakes. Rebuke the devourer for our sakes. We cast coronavirus at its root now. We cast coronavirus at its root now. We cast coronavirus at its root now. In the name of Jesus, we infuse Ghana with the blood of Jesus. We sprinkle the blood over every home, over the land. And Lord, we stand in intercession for the country Italy. We declare, let that peace leave the country now. Let your blood, for we overcame it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives even unto death. Lord, we declare your blood will speak for us. We thank you for victory. We thank you for victory. We thank you for victory. For all nations shall lift up their voice and praise your name. We thank you for victory. 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 For this is the faith that overcometh the world. Even our faith. By faith, we dislodge this virus back to sender. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible said in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. 
He said, and I lifted up my eyes and I saw. And behold, four hosts. And I said to the angel who talked to me, what are these? And he said unto me, these are the horns that have scattered Judah. Israel and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. Oh God, release the craftsmen on the land. Release your craftsmen on the land. Release divine craftsmen on the land. Wherever you are, clap your hands and begin to pray. Pray that the Lord will release his craftsmen on the land. Pray. And I said, what are these coming to do? He said, these are the horns that scattered Judah so that no one raised his head. So that no one could come to church. So that no one will be free. The horn of coronavirus may the craftsmen of heaven bring down that horn in the name of Jesus. And he said, and these have come to terrify them, to cast down the horns of the nations who lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter it. I pray for you. Whoever is watching, I want you to join your faith to mine. Father, you cannot lie to us. You will not lie to us. You said, call upon me and I will answer you. And I will do great and mighty things that you do not know of. Yes, we don't know the solution to this. We join our voice to the Prime Minister of Italy. He said, we have exhausted all strategy on ground. There is nothing left. We look up to the skies. Lord, have mercy on us. Do your wonders. Elijah looked at the enemy and he determined the outcome. We also look at coronavirus face to face and we determine the outcome. We cast it to die in the name of Jesus. We join our voices to all believers worldwide and we declare coronavirus you died on arrival the Lord who saw himself strong and has given us the victory in the name of Jesus and everyone shall shout a big amen wherever you are Shout a bigger amen. Shout a bigger amen. Shout a bigger amen. In Dalabala, you cannot lie to me. Let's celebrate God with this song. Let's go. You cannot lie.
Victory, 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 victory,